0: Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Caitlin James Podcast. Today, I am diving in to the concept of building entrepreneurial foundations in your children. And this is a podcast that is actually aligning with a opportunity, if you are local, um, to Richmond, uh, to be able to kind of see what we're talking about or what I'm talking about in this episode in action. The school that we started is hosting a children's business fair this Saturday. Uh, It's going to be December 2nd at Short Pump Mall, right underneath Meggiano's. We have a storefront there where our learners from Acton Academy are going to have businesses on display, and it is going to be fascinating and entertaining and impressive. And I'm so excited. We did this last year just on campus, and we invited uh, parents and grandparents, uh, and it was awesome. Um, lots of baked goods, lots of homemade ornaments. Last time we had um, a spa treatment where you could pay to have your hair brushed. We had dog um, bandanas, custom dog bandanas that you could buy. I mean, it it was awesome. And it was so cool to see really young kids understand that like, yeah, they came up with an idea and they walked away with some money. And so, um, anyway, that is happening this weekend. And I wanted, I wanted to do this episode because I, there are a lot of people who have followed us for a long time, um, who maybe aren't even in the photography world, but they're just in the space of being entrepreneurs. And like, it is such an interesting concept to like really instill this amazing, thought process, this amazing desire, this amazing ability of of being your own boss, building something from scratch, using your gifts. How do we take all of that, the entrepreneurial gift and build it into our children in a way that just shows them what's possible and empowers them, but doesn't necessarily mean that we're trying to make them be us, right? I have no expectation that my children have to be entrepreneurs, but the amazing characteristics and quality traits, quality traits. That's not right. The characteristics, character traits, that's, that's what I'm going for. The character traits of an entrepreneur are something that I think will benefit a child even if they don't grow up to to own their own business. They grow up and and want to have a job working for someone and working for a corporation or a company. There's a high likelihood um, that they will do that. But what they could learn by understanding the world and the opportunity in the entrepreneurial space, is going to serve them for the rest of their life. So let me first start by saying, why do it? Why do we want to build entrepreneurial foundations in our children? One, we believe in economic freedom. I, I I am so passionate about this. I think that you know, if I want to you know, create some amazing idea of a company and it takes off and it, and it's killing it. Like I think it is amazing to be financially rewarded for a really great idea. And some people have it and some people don't. And I think a lot of people have it that don't realize they have it. I think there's a lot more people in the world that could create amazing businesses and really uh, change their life if they were to pursue it. But a lot of people aren't prepared for that. A lot of people don't uh, ever, they're never given the chance to even see that that's a possibility. And it's fascinating because I feel like we are very much, I'm, I'm going on a tangent here. I feel like in our life, we're very much stuck in this world where like we are with entrepreneurial people that like just think like us. They, their whole life, they view their whole life differently because of the way they view how they make money. It's very interesting. I, I could probably write a book on this, <laughs> um, but but there's a clear line in the sand and we just have this world and and this friendship with all these people that think like that. And then there's another side of the spectrum where other people just their view of making money is very very different and it's very like a it's very black and white matter of fact you work for someone these are your options and this is what you make and you know you climb the ladder you do it for this amount of years you know and and then that's just the journey and It's interesting because the more that I learn about different mindsets, the more I realize it's not just the way you make money that is different. It's really an approach to life is very different approach to freedom folks uh, approach to flexibility and how you want to design your life. It's very, very different depending on the type of work that you're honestly given your life to. Um, So we believe in economic freedom. We believe in the power of unique giftings within individuals being used to change the world, to impact other people. And because we believe believe that everyone is given a gift that everybody is created for a purpose it doesn't mean that everyone's supposed to be an entrepreneur but everyone has something built into them that is a gift to the world. And I think a lot of people in the world miss their opportunity to use it because they don't even know how. No one taught them how to use it. No one taught them how to make money using it. And I want our children to learn that. So that's another reason we do it, why we we are building entrepreneurial foundations into our children. Another reason is that we want our children to see the power and the reward of hard work. And I'll get into that in a little bit. Another reason is to show them what's possible. It's not the goal. The goal is not to make them just like us. I don't need Evie to take over Caitlin Jane's photography, right? That's not a goal. I don't even need Evie to be an entrepreneur, but I want her to understand what being an entrepreneur is. So if she were to choose it, she just knows it's an option. Most people that I talk to and don't know, they have no idea how we make money right? Uh, A lot of these people are friends from like our old church, or just people who we know outside of the industry, even like family members, sometimes like how do we make money? It's so funny. People think that we just shoot four weddings a year and that, you know, we're barely getting by. They have no idea what we do behind the scenes. They have no idea what digital marketing is. They have no idea what selling online education looks like. And, you know, they're just worried that we're barely hanging on. And so I, when I did the CNBC article recently talking about, you know, that we bring in, uh, you know, m- multi six figures a month. People don't people did not know what to do with that. And um now they don't understand that when you say that, that is not what is going on our bank account. It costs a lot of money to run this business and have a team and have all these salaries. You know, I've said this before. Costs a lot of money to run. So that's not all being pocketed, but it is a very profitable business. Um we are a multi-seven-figure business, and most of that is done completely behind the scenes, right? People see me I'm getting on a huge tangent here. People see me post on Instagram. And they see me share here and there about like free class or that. But they don't understand that behind the scenes, there is a machine that is working and and it's working on autopilot. Now, that does not mean that I don't work. I work all the time. (laughs) And I constantly feel like I'm behind in work because everything needs to be up to date. There's always something that needs my attention. There's always so it is a lot of work. And I've spent over 14 years building this, I want our children to understand it. Like I, I want them to see and hear the stories, amazing stories. That's why I love my mastermind so much. You know, I have a, a teacher in the mastermind that like you know she's amazing at teaching but now she sells resources 5 to 7 dollar resources for uh teachers who are like in the workforce who are showing up every day in their classroom she sells 5 to 7 dollar resources and has a six figure online business doing that i mean that's amazing i love this stuff i just the reason why we're building entrepreneurial foundations in our children is because i want them to see what's possible i don't want them to grow up hearing the whole well, what do you want to be when you grow up? That doesn't work anymore. You know, I remember that's not a bad thing to ask. I, I hate it when people are like, oh, let's stop saying that. You know, no, fine, say it. But but I've gotta say, like, growing up, I never knew the answer to that question. And everyone else around me seemed to. They're like, oh, I want to be a teacher. I wanna be a veterinarian. I wanna be a doctor. I'm gonna be a dentist. I'm gonna be a lawyer. I'm gonna you know, all the stereotypical, like great professions that we think, you know, these are my options. I had no idea what I wanted to be. And there was no one in 2006 that could have prepared me to be able to say, I'm going to be a digital online marketer for photography education. And I'm going to build this thing to a multi seven figure business. I'm going to hire basically my entire family. And we're going to run this thing. No, no one could have told me that. Why? Because that op. Opportunity didn't even exist. That job, that role didn't even exist. Possibility of it didn't even exist. The jobs that our children will have and the opportunities they could have will not exist. They don't exist yet. Sixty percent, I think, is what people are saying. Sixty percent of the jobs for the children that are like you know five, six, seven, eight years old now, they haven't even been created yet. So I need my children to understand what it looks like to think about your gifting and then look for a solution that you could offer the world for a problem you see in the world and build a business around it i just want them to have that ability if they need it and they may not need it but what you learn as an entrepreneur and what you learn in this world those are skills and and you know character traits that are going to last a lifetime so last but not least we are teaching them entrepreneurial foundations, because we want them to learn problem solving skills. And if they can learn how to solve problems, they will never struggle to have a job a day in their life. Okay, so how are we doing this? How do we actually build foundational entrepreneurial concepts into the lives of our children? And you have to understand, I'm not talking about a 12 year old, our oldest is six. <laughs> um, so obviously, not everyone can do this. This is kind of like the, the wide reaching tip of, for how to do this. But like, if you, and, and I, I don't want to get pushed back. I know it's not possible for everybody. But if you see an entrepreneurial spark or gift, passion, energy in, in your child that is being squelched by the way they have to do school if there's a possibility at all, and and don't shut this down just because you're like, I can't send my kid to private school. I'm not even saying send your kid to private school. I'm just saying, just be aware. Now that we are in the space of owning Um, our own Acton Academy, which is, you know, a self-directed smaller scale school that celebrates a child learning to find their passion and their gift. That's going to change the world in conjunction with learning the core skills of life, reading, writing, math, but like learning skills that they will need to thrive. There's entrepreneurial undertones written all over this, this schooling model, which is why we love it. And, but it doesn't have to be that it could be homeschooling it could be entrepreneurial ho- uh, homeschool co-op those those exist it could be um it could be unschooling it could be um a, a private school that allows self-direction and encourages technological innovation and really diving into it, specific entrance uh interest instead of forcing a, a set curriculum that's been used for twelve years down children's throats and then testing them on them it, it's just not we are, we have put our children in a school and educational environment that fosters their unique gifts and the older they get, the more and more opportunity they will receive to lean into what they're passionate about. That's point number one. How do we do this? We're starting with looking at education as a whole and thinking about the outcome that we want long-term. What we want long-term, we want 18 year old teenagers to be done with school honestly they'll probably be done earlier to be done with school and have a passion for figuring out the world a curiosity we don't want them to hate education we want them to love learning and be curious and to know their strengths and know their gifts and know what's possible as an entrepreneur if they choose to pursue that so we started a we changed their educational environment really we we created an educational environment that will foster entrepreneurial ideals so that our children grow up just knowing it's an option and they're empowered by it. Second thing, another way that we're doing this, uh, the children's business fair that is um, a part of the school that's being hosted this weekend. It is fascinating because it's such a challenge to us as parents um, to watch your children self-guide themselves into starting a business when they never have before necessarily and and not inserting our own ideas. Evie is doing something very similar to what she did last year. Oh, and it's so hard for me. It is so hard for me not to step in and say, oh yeah, but if you offer this, oh, or Evie, you should try this. Or I just have so many thoughts. I mean, I have a logo in my mind. I have packaging materials in my mind, but this is her thing right? So when she sloppily paints, you know, some, some paint splatters dripping off the edge of her ornaments, you know, I can ask her like, do you think this is your best work? And she goes, yes, yes, it And like, all right. Okay. I can't, I'm not, I'm not stepping in. I'm trying not to, I am helping her, but I will tell you this. She, I have an hourly rate to help her. And she knows that every time I'm helping her, that I'm on the clock. And so tonight I was helping her cut out some molds for these ornaments because I have to kind of use my body weight to roll out this clay. And that's something that she really can't do. She tried, and it's very hard unless you weigh as much as I do. You have to really lean into it. And so I said, okay, you can hire me to do some of this work. It's $2 an hour, and I only have one hour to give today. And she said, okay, we agreed to that. And I stopped to answer a few messages on my phone during that hour. And she literally looked at me and said, she's like, um, can you get back to work? And I laughed, but in my mind, I'm like, "She, you know why she said that? She knows she can see the timer. Time is ticking. And I was doing something else on the job. I mean, what a great lesson. Like she wants to get the most out of her employee as she can. She asked me to get 10 molds of the snowflake ornaments made so that she can continue the assembly line of painting them and prepping them so that they can be like shellacked and have their final coat of whatever. I got it done uh, within my time frame, And you know, she came to me and she said later, she said, now, if you can do 13, I'll pay you $3. And I love that. I love it because last year Evie was, she was five, you know, this is such a hard concept you know, for for a five year old, and it's truly supposed to be self directed, meaning that we can help them, but it has to be a business model way of helping. You can't, you know, sell baked goods and your goods, and your mom stays up the whole night before making all of your baked goods because you procrastinated. Um, we're trying really hard to empower our parents to realize, like if they don't take the initiative, like you can't do this for them, they might show up and have nothing to sell. And that would be embarrassing. But goodness, that is a great opportunity for failure and to learn from it. So just don't rescue them. Don't save them because they need to see the results of not taking it seriously or not managing their time or not Uh, managing their, you know, self-discipline. This year, last year, it was very much, I stepped in way too much. Um, This year, it's fascinating to see Evie really think through. The emphasis this year is um, she's noticing her cost She's understanding that if she hires me again tomorrow night, well then she's spent $4 in her labor She also realizes that we have no poster board at our house So I had to buy her a poster board and she's like, I just want to spend a dollar and i'm like You might need to spend more like 2.99. I don't know, but i'll let you know And she's like if it's 2.99. I don't want you to buy it. I will use something in the house and i'm like, okay she sees a running tally that we have of the expenses going into creating her business. And she knows that will be taken from the bottom line after, you know, the, the business fair is over on Saturday. She's taken it really seriously. And last year she had no idea. So the reason she's taking it seriously is because they just went through an entrepreneurial quest at Acton, so during her school hours, they do quests, and this past quest was um, going through, you know, entrepreneurship. Like they go to different islands. So there's like marketing island, and there's hiring island, and there's, um, you know, economic island. There's all these different islands where you learn about the process, all the different pieces and parts of running a business. So you know, my six year old knows what a sunk cost is. My my six year old knows what a fixed um, cost is, and it's amazing. You know, does she fully understand everything? No, no, she doesn't. But she's got a good idea. And this year, I've seen a shift in how she's processing what she's doing. And it is super exciting because she's six years old, right? I'm not talking about a 12 year old. I'm talking about a six year old who's technically in first grade. There's no grades at Acton, but she's technically in first grade. It is amazing. Now, I have no expectations, again, of her launching her own business at 18 but I love that she just understands the concept. Okay, so how are we instilling this into our children from a practical like boots on the ground standpoint? It's, we, we put them, started a school and put them in a school that celebrates this and allows this part of them to thrive and, and puts a high priority on developing the, the grit and the character and the motivation that it would take to be an entrepreneur. Not because we think they need to be all entre- entrepreneurs, but because we believe that the this type of mindset will serve them well in the rest of their life. There are things that I'm noticing and tips that I wanted to share with you, as we instill this entrepreneurial foundation in our children. And I think this will be helpful for anybody who's like, "Great, Caitlin, I love that your kids are in an entrepreneurial based school. That's awesome." But like, I can't start an actin, and and I can't just like do what you've done there. There's not that many options for me, for my children. My first thing would be like, don't, don't say it until you've really done some research. Cause there's so many options out there that you don't even know about until you dive into this world. And then you start to realize like, wow, yeah, education. What if we turned education into in this country? It's crazy. It doesn't have to be this complicated and it doesn't have to be this life sucking. I got to stop. I'm going to go down this. I did not love my public school education. I love some of my teachers. I loved the people I was with, but the model of it did not serve me well. I literally remember arguing with my calculus teacher. God bless him. He missed, um, Mr. Riles. I remember Mr. Riles saying, you're going to need, you're going to need trig. You're going to need trigonometry. You know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do when you got to figure out some of these problems in real life? It's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to look it up. I'm going to type in a formula on my phone. I'm going to look it up, look it up. And then I'm going to save time by looking it up. And I'm going to lean into what I'm actually good at, which is marketing, which is creativity, which is creating an amazing client experience, all the things that actually make me money. That's what I'm going to do. And I remember just being so stressed over something that I just never needed. And I was also, oh gosh, I'm going down a tangent. I'm so sorry. But I remember being told that I needed to focus on MLA format. For writing papers in college and to put the laptop away, shut down Photoshop. And I look back now and I just wish I could say like, you know, I know you had to teach me that. I know I had to pass that to get a diploma to to then get into college that I didn't even need. But that's like what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go to college um, because it's prestigious. And that's, that's what everyone says. But like, if we could have reverted back and looked at what I was doing in that dual English class, knowing what I know now, like I wish I could just say, guys, let me stay on my laptop. I'm going to be building a multi-million dollar business because of what I'm learning right now. Even though I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to turn this thing into a multi-million dollar business and you should probably just let me have some time. Just give me some space. Let me do my thing. Let me lean into my thing. I know how to write. I know how to create decent enough papers to get through college, but let me lean into what I'm passionate about. That's what I wish I had. So, and that's why we created something for our children so they don't have to go through that experience and they can be encouraged to find what lights them up and makes them feel on fire for something and excited about something. Okay. So let me dive into some things that I'm noticing and some tips that I just want to share. It might be easier for some of you to apply some of these tips. If you're like, I don't have my child in a school uh, like acting Academy, like what can I do to instill entrepreneurial foundations um, in my own children? One, educating our children, at least at this age, super young, uh, and again, I'm not an expert. I have a six-year-old. Now, I do have four children. I feel like I'm an expert right now in in birth nursing and being pregnant, <laughs> but I'm not an expert in raising older children. I've never done that. I'm speaking from a very young child perspective, but I hope that if you have older children, you can adapt this uh, to way, ways that would serve them um, where they are, meet them where they are. So one, when we're talking about entrepreneurial spirits in people and and the beauty of it, We're not so much focused on the freedom of lifestyle that it gives. And we're more focusing on the fact that allows you to use your gift and finds ways to, to use your gift in the world, uh, to change the world. So we're emphasizing you're created uniquely. You have a passion and a gift inside of you that I can't wait to discover God has given you and created and molded and shaped you to be really good at certain things. Other things might be challenges, but you're going to be really excited about something one day. And I can't wait to see you find that and then watch you figure out how you can use it to change the world. That could be being a doctor, but that could also be starting a business that allows you to use a gift in a really cool way. So we're not necessarily talking about like the financial freedom, like you can make more money. It's endless. You can grow and scale. That's amazing. That's amazing. We're not necessarily talking about that right now. That's hard to understand. And we're not talking about the love of the freedom that we have in our life. You know, that like I work for myself, I can make my own schedule. I don't feel like a six-year-old really understands that. I want to focus more on how awesome is it that like your mama loves photography and I buy our milk. I go to the grocery store or we, uh, let's be honest, I order Instacart and I buy our milk because I like photography. People learn about photography through me and they pay me. And then I have clients that pay me to take their photos. I mean, that's amazing, right? That is how I buy your milk. That is constantly, like at least once a week, we're talking about how do we buy our milk? <laughs> and for those of you who don't drink milk in your family, you're like, that's weird. My family drinks so much milk and um, and they, they just always have. So that's a conversation for another day. But um, anyway, we're not emphasizing the freedom of our lifestyle. Our children aren't old enough to understand that we're focusing on we how amazing that we can find your gift. And one day you can make money from your gift and impact people at the same time. Um, the other reason why we're not emphasizing that is because who knows, like the Acton Academy, that was born out of the the gift that has been our successful business. It's interesting because we used to worship the freedom we had. And like Michael was, you know, at home with me for a decade and supporting our life. He could just run errands, whatever. I mean, he was so free. Then we started acting. And now he's the head of school. And he's gone every day from eight to three thirty. And for some people they'd be like, why would you get that up? But like he's living into his calling and his gift. It's very obvious. Like he's so good at this. Sometimes it is worth giving up your freedom in order to do what you're called to do. And the reward of being used and using your gift to change other people's lives and make an impact on the world, it, That's that means more than being able to just like do whatever you want Monday through Friday. Yes, I love the freedom of being an entrepreneur and the flexibility of it all. I'm also experiencing in this season that that's not the, that's not the reason you do this, right? That's an added bonus for some people. But you do this because you are called to it, and you're passionate about it, and and we're just experiencing that in a different way now. Okay, so tip number two is make the entrepreneurial conversation a constant conversation that's just woven into your everyday life. I think that I think there's just like an there's an art to this, and I'm getting better at it. I, I wasn't always good at it, um, but much like interweaving the faith conversation into everyday life, talking to our children about the love of the Lord and, and how God created them for a specific reason. We we see opportunities to bring that up and to share that in just little things here and there. And I think that's more powerful than saying like, it's family devotion time, sit down and read this passage and I hope it sinks in. I think it's more powerful to hear a child struggling with something and sitting them down and saying, do you know why it's hard to hear you say those things? It's because that's not who God designed you to be. I know God designed you to be. A person that speaks in kindness and in truth and encouragement. Finding ways to bring entrepreneurial conversations into our our life. It's the same way that we're doing it with faith. Um, Let me give you an example. We're passing someone on the streets. uh, This happened in Florida. On vacation, this woman was selling these, what we thought, this is fascinating. We thought they were hand-painted like little figurines. And we stopped and we're like, guys, so this lady is selling her crafts, just like you guys did at at your business fair. Isn't that cool? And we we supported her. We bought some of her figurines. Hilarious. We get back to the house, and we flip over the figurines, and it's like made in Taiwan. And we're like, oh, okay. So Evie asked, what does that mean? I'm like, okay, so honestly, this woman's kind of a genius. It looks like we're buying hand painted figurines. She never promised they were hand painted. They just look like they were. And I mean, maybe she bought the shell and then painted over top of them. It's like little turtles with bobble heads, but it, it, it looked like she bought these in bulk and then she sold them at a table for a premium price to people who were visiting Siesta Key, Florida. And we, we, we got sucked in and we paid, you know, eight bucks for one of these things. And she probably paid 50 cents for them. So we explained all that to Evie and she's like, Oh wow. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. Right. I mean, it's kind of smart. So that's an example. Or Uh, we were leaving gymnastics the other day and Evie's like, what are all those garages? I'm like, oh, that's called a storage unit. It's kind of a genius business model because Evie, all you have to do is you have to build that building. And then people have so much junk in their life that they put junk in those little rooms and they pay this person that owns all those buildings money, hundreds of dollars every single month just to hold on to their stuff. All they have to do is make sure no one breaks in and it doesn't flood and it doesn't catch on fire. They just have to keep their stuff safe. And that's a crazy business, right? And she was like, oh, they don't have to do anything. I'm like, right. I mean, they have to hire someone to run the front, front desk, but like, it's a pretty genius business model. Another example would be, uh, we're, we're just driving past things or experiencing things. And we're constantly saying to them, someone, someone owns that. Someone owns that Chick-fil-A. Someone started that car wash. Someone designed this, this wrapping paper. Someone started this brand at Target that just popped up. Someone created that. We're constantly saying that to them. So in their minds, they're they're viewing the world as like, yeah, I mean, someone. why can't it be me? Right? What am I going to start? What am I going to create? What am I going to own? I think another example of this being a constant conversation is that We don't really have, like I said before, we don't have the conversation of like, what do you want to be in our home? We more so have the conversation of like, oh, someone would, someone would pay for that one day. <laughs> uh, Evie was drawing something the other day and she started creating this like abstract pattern and she was doing it all different colors and almost creating like prints of this same type of abstract design. I told her, I'm like, oh, will you do like two minty like teal ones and I'll like frame them and put them on this wall over here. And she was like, okay. And so I have them, I need to buy the frames for them. Um, but I would tell her, I'm like, oh, I think people would pay for this. And that's that's a phrase that we're just constantly using, right? It just embeds this idea in her that like, yeah, I can create stuff that people may want. So that's, that's the second tip. Create constant conversations around the ideas of what it means to be an entrepreneur and the power and the beauty of being an entrepreneur. And it just kind of naturally seeps into your life. And now we pass things and Evie will see something and she's just like, what is that truck? I'm like, oh, that's a trucking company. Someone owns that trucking company. Someone said, hey, I'm going to buy a lot of tractor trailers and then I'm going to hire drivers and I'm going to basically make money having people work for me, taking goods across the country in these big trucks, right? We know someone that owns a trucking company. It's a great business. So a third tip is to constantly, if you are an entrepreneur, explain bits and pieces of what you do. When the time is appropriate. Again, young kids, right? So they're coming and they're sitting beside me on the couch. And instead of sitting beside me on the couch and just being like, guys, hold on, I'm almost done, I try to invite them into what I'm doing. So, like yesterday, I was checking on a wedding gallery I just delivered, and Evie came back from school and sat down with me. And I'm like, oh, hey, Ev, look, you remember how we shot that wedding in California last weekend? Um, I just sent the gallery to the bride. Like, look at all these pictures. And they're divided up by different parts of the day. So like what part of the day, she can read, I'm like what part of the day over here do you want to see? And she said, pre-ceremony, Pre-cere- like pre-ceremony, great. <laughs> Let's look at pre-ceremony. And, and I explained to her, like, this is what we do. So now she has just a little bit more of an understanding of like why people pay us to fly to California to shoot a wedding. Another example of doing this would be when I'm filming something for social media and I'm on my phone, I especially when I'm working on on my phone, I will show them, you know, hey, you know, since Evie just went through this entrepreneurial quest at school and I'm like filming a reel or an ad or something, you know, she'll see me do that and I'll go over to her and I'm like, okay, listen to this and tell me what am I marketing? And she'll say, um, I don't know. And I'm like, listen to it, listen to it again. And she'll listen to it. And she's like a free class. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm pushing a free class. Why would I do that? She's like, I don't know. No one's spending any money. I'm like, right. No one's spending any money, but I can help people for free because there's some people that can't afford what we sell, but then I can sell it at the end and hopefully someone will purchase it and it will come in as, as income for our family. So I'm explaining some of the things that we're doing and bringing them alongside of me instead of, you know, being in my own little work world and not, it's there, They will understand more than you think they will. Uh, And if they don't seem interested, just keep having the conversations just in bite-sized pieces. Last but not least, another way that we explain bits and pieces of what we do is that like if we're leaving for a wedding or they question like, you have to work today instead of just saying like, yes, I have to work. I'm trying to get better at not saying I have to work, but instead saying, yeah, today I'm actually recording a podcast and there's like five or six people in the inbox that are waiting to hear a response from your mama. And then I'm going to edit a few photos and then I'm done for the day. But that's what work like looks like for me. That's what it looks like to be my own boss today. And so that's, those are just ways that we show them what we're doing instead of kind of, I just don't want them to hear mama's got to work no, mama's got to work. I'm working. I want to bring them into that experience. Last but not least, a tip would be to give them a chance to try at this, right? If now next year, I really hope we can do this next year. But the idea of the children's business fair within the Acton network is to invite other people in the community to let their children sell their products that they've made. So it's great marketing for Acton, but it's also a great opportunity for, you know, learners that are in public school, kids that are in public school that have an entrepreneurial bent, they, they love that stuff, but they don't have the opportunity to sell necessarily. And so if you see a chance for your child to do this, or if you are willing to let them start an Instagram account, we have a friend whose daughter loves to sell art, loves to sell earrings, loves to sell handmade things. And she has an Instagram account that her mom helps her manage. She's like 12, maybe almost 13. And I love that. It, it builds grit, and it allows you to ask questions that will teach them more about the process of being an entrepreneur. If you never put them in situations where they have to figure this stuff out, it's going to be 10 times harder as an adult to feel like they have the capacity and the ability to do it when it actually matters, right? If Evie doesn't make a dime on Saturday, Who cares? It's not, she's going to learn a lot from that. But when she hits 18 and she is deciding, do I go to college or do I try to start a business? It's going to be daunting if she's never tried to make money on her own a day in her life. That's scary, right? And a lot of students don't choose that because going to college seems safer, which is ironic because they're going to college and they're getting multi six figures worth of debt and they're just hoping they can get a good job that they might like. How can I tell you? I'm 35 years old and a lot of my friends have not figured out what they want to do. And now they're trying to figure out career shifts while they have kids. It's crazy. But they but they were never given the opportunity to find their gifts. They're just doing the safe job option, which is a really sad way to live your life if you're going to dedicate majority of your life to working a nine to five job. Another way or another reason um, that I've encouraged you to give them a chance to try out their entrepreneurial skills if uh, they want to, um, is that it shows them the true realities of running a business. So it makes them more likely to be able to try it when they are able to as a young adult. Um, And it plants the knowledge for them to uh, question things they see in the real world. So for example, we just went to a light show recently, which you pull your car up, you pay $30 a car. Which is insane. It was $20 last year. So $30 a car. And there are hundreds of cars lined up in this field. And there's a crazy light show. You turn on the radio station, you know, to a certain radio station, and it is playing. The lights are flashing and dancing to the beat of the music that you're listening to within your car. Kids loved it. It was such a hit. But they heard us say after we passed the ticket booth, can you believe, Dada? Can you believe it? Thirty dollars a car, and Michael's like, yeah. I mean, I just did a quick count. I mean, they just made they just made like fifteen thousand dollars just with what we see here, and this is going to go on for four hours. And so then Effie's like, that's a lot of money, and I'm like, yeah, Ev. And think about it. How many people do you see working at this light show? She's like, I don't see anybody. I'm like, well, we saw two people doing parking and we saw, or or directing traffic, and then we saw two people taking tickets. But is there anybody like turning these lights on and off? Or is it done by a computer? She's like, I guess it's done by a computer. It's like, yeah. So they're making so much money right now. (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, So when it's $30 a car, there's hundreds of car, what are the expenses, those type of conversations. Can you imagine the thoughts she will be having when she's 15? Uh, and the ideas that she will have when she has spent her childhood trying to figure out the ins and outs of the profitability of businesses that are that are, she's being introduced to. That is just what I love about this. It's just expanding their mind. It's allowing them to understand the world in a way that most people don't explain the world to children. And honestly, it's not because people don't want to explain this. I don't think most people understand it. It's just a beautiful thing. And I'm super excited about it. So the goal of all of this is to teach our children the beauty of thinking for themselves and potentially maybe one day the beauty of working for them, working for themselves because of their ability to think for themselves. I would love for my children to understand when they are about to enter the real world, that there are options out there that don't have salary caps. There's options out there where you don't have to have a boss. There are options out there where you don't have to go into an office nine to five or or work on your computer nine to five. Um, there's freedoms out there to expand and pivot and be rewarded for extra hard work. Uh, and this is an amazing way for them to grow in their confidence. Overall, leaning into the entrepreneurial spirit when it comes to education for our children is just building something in them that I'm, ex- I'm just so excited to see what it turns into. I, I don't think that every single one of my, my children will be an entrepreneur and that is totally fine. But I do think that every single one of our children will grow up knowing that that's a really cool option if that's their thing. I don't know if this was helpful for you guys, but for me, it's a really cool season of seeing the fruit. We're beginning to see the fruit of having a child that's old enough to start to grasp the concepts of being an entrepreneur. One last story. I recently heard Evie say to someone, they are like, Hey, where do you go to school? And she was like, I go to Acton Academy. And everyone's like, Oh, Action Academy. That's so cool. I'm Like, no, Acton, I know it's hard to understand. But she said that. And then she immediately said, Yeah, my mom and dad has started our school. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh. And the reason I that meant so much to me is because not because she's praising us, right? I mean, it's great to feel loved and appreciated. But It's because she's recognizing and in some ways it seems like admires the fact that that we've done this. Whereas, you know, for, for some kids, I think, I don't know if they would recognize it. That's a really awesome thing. And I want her to grow up understanding that like she can do anything she wants. And I hope that she will do anything she wants using her gifts to fill a need in the world. And if I can instill that in her at a young age, I truly think it's going to change the trajectory of how she shows up in the world. There's a epidemic of self-centered, dare I say, kind of weak young people that don't want to work. They don't have grit. They don't have confidence. They're easily swayed and overtaken with insecurity and overwhelm and even sadly, depression, self, they're, they're, very self-seeking. I think it comes from phones. I think it's from social media. I think it's from the culture we have kind of built around them. I don't even know if I fully blame them. Like it's the world that we have passed on to them, which is super sad. And I'm just very dedicated to creating an environment and an educational experience that is going to give children another option and in a different reality for their life. So I could talk more and more and more about this, and I probably will. Hope this was encouraging. I've said that before. If you have children that have entrepreneurial tendencies, goodness, celebrate that, build it up, give them opportunities to try to sell, Uh, ask them really great questions. Don't try to change their business, but ask them questions that will make them think and consider new possibilities for their business. They are capable than way more than we realize. It's amazing to see what children can do when they're given a chance. Until next time, have a great night, day, afternoon. This is supposed to be a neutral ending. Whenever you're listening to this, I hope uh, you're just having a great time. What am I saying? Goodbye, everyone.